Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word, okay? I am here with a word, and we just want to get right into this word because the Lord has been blessing me and downloading things into my spirit all day. Well, even last night, child, because I was about to get up at like 3 in the morning and come bring you this word. But then the Holy Spirit was like, nah, just wait, just wait. But I'm here now, nevertheless. So if we go to Matthew 26, right? And I believe the previous episode, we was reading out of Matthew 26. And the Lord, he just began to say more to me. Because I want you to understand the purpose of carrying your cross. You know, you hear it carrying your cross. You got to carry it. You got to carry it. But you don't realize that when you carrying your cross, it's you and a promise God gave you. And that's what you're using to keep your mind focused on this cross. That cross is heavy, child. But I'm here to tell you that cross is necessary. And even with reading it right now, reading it the other day, a lot of times we despise what comes with the cross. We despise the betrayal. We despise the rejection. We despise the false accusations. But you got to remember, Jesus said, they hated me first. So they're going to hate you. They hated him first. So they're going to hate you. They would love you if you were a part of this world. But God has called you out of this world. So it hates you. You got to remember that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren child. Day and night he is before God accusing you. But hold on. Child. My child just busted in here. And I be telling my kids, like, I'm about to do podcasts, be quiet, right? I be trying to have it a little low so, you know, y'all can hear me and not them so you can focus on what the Lord is doing, right, in this season of your life. So I be like, all right, go sit down. That don't stop them. That don't stop. Oh, gosh, here comes my son. Hold on. I'm receiving double portion for this word because the way they busting open my door the Lord about to do something, okay? Because the, the enemy trying to distract me from this word, but I'm going to bring it forth, okay? I ain't going to edit this. I ain't going to act like this didn't happen. I'm going to leave it in here so you can understand what you just got to go through to get this word out, okay? Okay? I just want you to know. But back to what I was saying. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Right? So when, when, when you are being accused of things from your past or you're feeling like um, God can't forgive you, um, that you're unforgivable, that all these different things, that is that is a false accusation. That is not the truth. You come to God and you receive the forgiveness. You come to God and you allow him to tell you what he says. Okay. But it's all a part of carrying your cross. And can't nobody carry this cross with you. You got to carry this cross. You got to bear the weight of this cross. 
Because guess what? When you start depending on other people to carry this cross with you, a lot of people can't handle the weight of your cross. A lot of people will begin to start talking in your ear while you're walking, trying to make you second guess. Is this the way we should go? A lot of people will abandon you while you're carrying your cross. But it's because it's your cross. God has set this, this cup before you. And it's for you to drink it. Right? And I what really was stick, sticking out to me is how Jesus was like, keep watching me, keep watching me. And the disciples just couldn't stay up. But how Jesus still just kept praying and and pouring out his grief to God. He didn't let what other people wasn't doing get in the way of what he knew had to be done. Yes, he was like, get up and watch out and pray so you don't fall into temptation. But Jesus didn't say, oh, well... I'm, he gonna worry about the disciples now. Why can't you stay up? He didn't leave that as his focus, but instead he was just like, "I'm gonna let them do that, and I'm gonna do me." They want to go to sleep, and that's what you gotta understand about this cross. Everybody can't bear it. Everybody can't carry this thing, but God will let the crowd come. He will let your enemies come, and you feel like they mocking you. And, and you see them and they taunting you. But it's because God is about to reveal his glory through you. So when you start to feel the pressure of your cross. And you start to feel this, this, this. The contractions of it. Because you birth in something. When you start to feel the pain of the cross. It's because God's glory is coming. God's glory is there. And you were about to break out in something new. You're about to step into some new territory. You were about to ascend to higher heights. Right? So, one thing that it was saying was that, in, in the scriptures, that once they took Jesus, everybody scattered from him. It was just him and the betrayers. And the people that came to get him. And it just showed me that it's at a point in your walk where everyone that said they would be there for you scatters. Because they see they see what's coming next. They know that it, it it's not looking good. So they scatter from you. But what I want you to say is. Still focus on the cross. Still know that this suffering is compared nothing to the glory that lies ahead. So. um, I'm going to take you to. Um, let's start at verse 59. So Matthew 26, verse 59. 
inside the leading priest and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus. So they put him to death. So they could put him to death. So people won't lie on you. It comes with the cross. This comes with the cross. Lying, betrayal, um, being abandoned, feeling abandoned, suffering. It all comes with the cross. It all comes with it. But that's how you know that you are headed towards glory when these things happen. Thinking not strange. Don't be like, oh, why is all these things happening to me? Why is God allowing these things happening to me? It comes with the cross. They're supposed to lie on you. They're supposed to mock you. They're supposed to misconstrue your words. They're supposed to abandon you. They're supposed to act like they don't know you. Okay, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be accused. Okay? It says, but even though they found many who agreed to give false witnesses, they could not use anyone's testimonies. Finally, two men came forward who declared, this, is the, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the son of God. Jesus replied, you have said it. And in the future, you will see the son of man seated in the place of of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Mm, child, even in the midst of being lied on, you you got to understand all this commotion that was going around, centered around the cross, right? Jesus still didn't shrink back from his identity. He still didn't deny who he was or who his father was, Right? It says, then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, blasphemy. Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, prophesied to us, you Messiah, who hit you, who hit that, who hit you that time? Do you see what comes with the cross? Do you see what comes with the cross? And a lot of times we we give God our yes, but we don't realize that this comes with the cross, that the persecution comes with the cross. That at this cross, you feel dishonored. At this cross, you're, you're just sitting there and, and being who you are, being your genuine self. And all the people around you, all they can see is that you're guilty. They don't want to see who you really are. You can tell them all day. You can show it in their face. But if a person has made up their mind about what they're going to think about you, that's what they think. Okay? You can't spend your days trying to prove to people that you are who you said you are. 
They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. So when they're mocking you, when they're speaking falsely against you, just know, like in the Beatitudes, they say the, Kevin, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Do you see what, what happened to my Lord? They said, it says that they spit in his face and beat him with their fist. And some slapped him. Do you see what he bore? So is it not a privilege to suffer with Christ? Is it not a privilege? Then we see Peter. We see Peter. He denied him. He denied that he knew him. And a lot of us will hold this animosity in our heart because people denied what, what we had with them. But God is saying it's a part of the cross. That's a part of the betrayal. They're supposed to do that. It's getting you the glory. You don't see it right now, but you will understand why it was necessary. It wasn't Peter's time. This cross was, was specifically for Jesus. It wasn't Peter's time. Peter had his time where he had to go to a place and wear something and do all that. He had to get, he had his time to be crucified, right? Because you know what Jesus is like, somebody going to take you to where you don't want to go and they going to dress you in something you don't want to wear, remember? But it wasn't, it wasn't Peter's time. So you sit here and you might be looking like, well, why is this person like this or this person like that? It's not their time. You feel like you carrying everything and you're just looking at the people around you and you're wondering, well, why is this? Why is that? And the Lord is saying it's not their time. And sometimes you only see what, what I allow you to see. Some of you despise people's joy but you don't understand what that person went through and you don't understand that that joy that that person that that person has is from the lord what you were seeing is god that's god you wasn't with that person when they was depressed and broken and, and didn't know where where any the next anything was coming from you wasn't there you wasn't in the suffering that's why you can't assume because you wasn't there in the suffering you don't know that that person lost their mind and god restored it you're just here now during the restoration but you weren't there when they were destroyed god was and now you see the reward that, that they have gotten because they get a job well done. Because God see how they stood firm with his word, even when it didn't look like it. That's why you can't, you can't assume, you can't assume a thing, right? Some of them just like, just like Peter. Some of them don't have bad intentions towards you. Some of the people that betrayed you, they didn't have bad intentions towards them. And they will be remorseful. 
Sometimes things just happen. We're human. It's the heat of the moment. But you can't hold people to such a high standard. Because I'm telling you something. They always going to make you fall short. I mean, not, well, they always going to fall short. Okay? Of what, what the standard that you have. The only one you can set the standard to that will go above and beyond is Jesus Christ. He will go above and beyond what you expect. But another human... Don't trust them, trust God. What do you mean? So, um, I want to take you to Matthew 27. Um, let's go down to verse 22. So, we see that Pilate, well, first he talks about Judas, but then we see Pilate, because um, it was customary to let one person go. And it was a well-known, like, revolutionary uh, Barabbas, and it was Jesus. And he gave the people an option. Who do you want to for me to let go? And they all shot a, a Barabbas. But Pilate very well knew that Jesus was innocent. Everybody knew Jesus was innocent. But listen, let's read what it said. The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. Pilate responded, then what should I do with Jesus who called himself, called, who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, we will take responsibility for his death. We and our children. Mm, see, that's some people's curse right there that need to be broken off in the name of Jesus. Okay, because don't speak for me. <laughs> don't speak for me. Okay, but some people have put that curse. They took the responsibility of Jesus' death and they took it on themselves and on their children. Okay, so that's a curse. So some people, you need to pray that off. Okay, you need to pray. Everybody, you need to pray that off of you. But even to dive deeper into this, like, you're going to feel, it, it might be, a spiritual battle in the spirit you just feel and you hear all your enemies around you just saying crucify her crucify her and you just you just hear the hatred you can feel the hatred but once again it's a part of your cross these people did not understand that they was getting Jesus to where he was prophesying that he was going. Jesus said, you're going to see me sitting at the right hand of the father. They were getting him where he needed to go. They were elevating him. So I need you to start despising these things. A lot of times we give the enemy so much clout. We be like, this is the devil. That's the devil. And we don't even understand that he works for us. He steals your stuff so you can get back sevenfold. He lies to you so you can know the truth. 
he, he kills so you can be resurrected. I need you to stop walking around in fear of what he's going to do day in and day out. But his, his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. But that killing, stealing, and destroying works for your good because it ascends you. It sends you into glory. It seats you in a, in a high place. Okay? It's a purpose. It's an honor to suffer for the sake of Christ. I'm telling you, it's an honor. And that, and that time, does it feel like it's an honor? No, because you're just like, this is horrible. This cup is bitter. <laughs> but I'm telling you, sis, I'm telling you, that cup is worth it. That cup that has been placed before you is worth it. Yes, you have to die. You do. You have to bear the cross. You have to be humiliated. You have to be mocked. You have to be betrayed. You have to be misunderstood. You have to be falsely accused. You have to be lied on. But it's a purpose. It's a purpose. Because throughout it all, God's glory will be revealed. God allows people to see you at the cross. They allow to see you just hanging there. They allow to see the shame. They allow to see just the, the how you feel abandoned. They God allows that, right? So then they know she has risen. <laughs> see, my guy, when he do something, he do something big. He don't do nothing small. He do it big. So he he lets he lets all hell break off in your life. But then guess what? He only he wants to cause the crowd. He wants the crowd to come. He wants that crowd to think that they got you. He wants that crowd to think that that they have something over you. He wants that crowd thinking that they are that they are killing you. That they're that they're about to get rid of you. He wants that crowd mocking you. He wants that crowd lying on you because he those are the same ones that have to testify to what they saw. It's the same ones that's going to have to carry the burden of your death. It's the same ones that's gonna have to come back and ask, can 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 you save me? Now we can't save nobody like that, like Jesus can save. I'm talking about preach the gospel save. They're gonna want to know how did you get here? How did you get the glory? It's the same ones that's gonna gonna come back and pick your brain about what do you know? How did you get here? It's the same ones. Listen. And ask, right? They went back to the very ones that, that was persecuting Jesus and preached the gospel. Listen. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus fly with a lead tip wit, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. It's pain that you have to endure on this cross. Like, I want people to understand that you have to endure this pain. I'm not sitting here just telling you something that I haven't went through. This cross ain't no pretty place. This ain't no light cross. This cross is where you die. And and, and and Jesus takes over. 
at this cross, you can no longer be the same person that you were. But you have to trust God in his promise. The same way Jesus had a promise from God is the same way we have a promise from God. That we're gonna one day we're gonna ascend above this cross, but right now I have to bear it. I have to drink of this cup right now, but I know that it's God's will. It don't feel good. It don't. But trust God. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. And they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Child, that just do something to me that they did that to my Lord, child. But you have to understand that in this death, it's not going to be easy. These things are going to happen. God's right there with you. He's not sitting there shocked. He's right there with you. He suffered for you. You read what you hear me reading it and you're reading with me or you're listening at least. And you see what he went through because he knew you were worth it. He said, listen, this suffering is only going to last a little longer. And then you will reign. You are going to bring so much glory. So much honor. So much splendor. Into this earth. For my sake. God is saying that. Before you were even born. He set you apart for such a time. He equipped you to withstand this cross. He said that he wants you to know that you are more powerful than you think. A lot of people couldn't take the humiliation that you took. A lot of people couldn't have been mocked like you were mocked. A lot of people couldn't handle being spit on. A lot of people couldn't handle being whipped. A lot of people couldn't handle being lying on. A lot of people couldn't stand just sitting there and listening to the accusations. God is saying a lot of people aren't built like you. He said he chose you. He gave you the privilege to suffer with him. People, people hear about God. He says, but you know me. He said, people, people have heard about me. But he says, you have the honor to say you know me. 
And it's because of the suffering. Do you know how many people think that they're blessed because they have finances? But they don't realize that they are poor in the spirit? Do you know how many people are mourning and they don't know that the kingdom of heaven belongs to them? People being persecuted. And they not even being persecuted for the kingdom. They being persecuted because of, of this world and the worldly things. But God is saying that he trusted you with that. He allowed you. Child, my child walked in and I don't even know if you heard him whispering but he called himself whispering. As soon as he walked in here, I was just like, whatever you're asking for now. Because I done told you and told you again. No. <laughs> Child, I'm just trying to be about my father's business. Okay. He done. Lord, just have your way. I want you to understand. That this crucifixion is necessary. You walking around. And you look forsaken. You walking around in your rags. You walking around and, and you don't even feel like you have your mind. You're walking around. And people have lied on you. And spoke evil about you. He's saying it's necessary. He said he needs these people to be there. Because when they witness this third day, they are going to be the ones that spread your name. They're going to help make your name great. They already making your name great. They help him bring people to him. Because it's people that see you suffering. And you don't even understand that your suffering looks good to them. Because they're just like, I don't understand how she's still going. I don't understand how she just keeps getting up blow after blow. I don't understand how these people are talking about her and mocking her and dishonoring her. And she's just not even trying to defend herself. But sis, I'm telling you, it's because you're ascending. There's a glory that God is about to reveal in your life. Will surpass them all. The very ones that mocked you, they are going to come back and ask you, can you help me? Can you help me get to where you're at? Can you help me with my relationship with God? Can, can, you, can you take me to the king? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to verse 35. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. They don't even understand they was fulfilling prophecy. Because this is all it was to fulfill the scriptures. And it, and I, I wanted, he was talking about it, I believe, in the last episode where I was saying that you got to understand that you have, you are to fulfill scriptures in your life. Prophecy is going to be fulfilled in your life. 
Okay. When you take on the identity of Christ, that means that you are, are going to fulfill the prophecies because now you're living his life. It's not yours. It's his. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head announcing the charge against him. It read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by abused, shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. Okay, give me a second the leading priest, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mock Jesus. He saved, he saved others, they scoff, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel. It, so is he the king of Israel? Is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we will believe in him. He trusted God. So let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama shabakatha, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? See, I need you to take this little fairy tale image out of your mind. Were you thinking you're going to give God your yes and you're going to be skipping through them green meadows? Picking up lilies and sniffing them. Because let me tell you something. Why them butterflies is, 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 is flying through your hair or whatever. Whatever your fairy tale is when you think you're giving Jesus your ass. I want to tell you something. You, you're going to get to them green meadows. But it ain't going to be the way you think. <laughs> you ain't getting to them green meadows the way you think. You're going to thug that thing out for a little bit. You got to wore that thing out. You got to prove yourself to be a good soldier of Christ. Okay? You got to be pruned and purified. You got to be refined. You got to be thrown into that fire to realize that you are a fireproof child. You're going to be sifted. You're going to feel abandoned. This cross is nothing to play with. And child, I know. I thought when I gave God my yes, I thought I would be skipping through them green meadows and and picking up um, daisies and smelling them. That's what I thought. Laying in the grass, looking at a rainbow up in the sky. I thought that was going to be it. But child, no, it was not. All hell broke loose. Because it was time to start carrying my cross. <laughs> I'm going to get the glory now. I'm going to get the glory. But I had to die. You got to die. In order to get to the glory that you imagined, through all the things that God has promised you, first, you got to conquer the grave. Oh, child, let me say it again. Before you get to glory, you got to conquer the grave. You, you thought you didn't have to conquer it? <laughs> you got to conquer it. What's your grave? What's your grave? And you got to conquer that thing. What do you have to put to death in your life? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. 
at that moment, see, I love how he released the ghost, okay? You ain't just take his life. He laid his life down, okay? That's what he made clear. You don't take my life. I lay it down. Y'all ain't killing nobody. I'm going to lay it down, okay? And he said he could pick it back up when he want to, all right? So, it says, at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, appeared to many people. See, that's the thing, child. You be wanting to prove yourself so much. You want to prove that you're a good person. You want to prove this. You want to prove this. You want to prove that. But let me tell you something. When you finally die... And you let God resurrect that thing. It's going to speak for itself. All Jesus did was let up the ghost. They were sitting there looking at Jesus on the cross. And they still didn't see who he was. But once he let up that ghost. It was no denying it. After that death. It was no denying it. I mean you can want to deny it. But he split that veil. So you can see the truth. The people who didn't want to see it. Just because they didn't want to. It's going to be people that you come across who won't want to see you in glory. That you could come there with, with Jesus on your shoulder. Y'all could be walking under the door together and they still not going to believe you the child of the king. God can park this guy open and say, this is my dearly loved daughter who bring me great joy. And guess what? They still not going to like you. Because it's not you. It's that spirit that's in them that's irritated by you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay. The Roman officers and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the son of God. See, it's your death. It's when you when you go through that humiliation and that shame and that betrayal and that mocking and that whipping and that beating. When you go through that, right? And then you still remain ten toes deep. When you like, I got a promise from God. God told me I'm raised up on the third day. So throw, go ahead and throw that dirt on me. Go ahead and bury me because I need, I need that soul. I need that soul so I can resurrect on you. I need y'all to bury me because I need to resurrect. That's what you guys tell people. I, I need you to bury me because I got to resurrect, child. I, I need the dirt. I need that stone. <laughs> do what you came here to do. Go ahead. Betray me with it because I need you to get me the glory, child. Can't do it by myself. Okay, you got to embrace it embraced it so it says and many women who had come from galilee with jesus to care for him were watching from a distance among them were mary magdalene mary the mother of james and joseph and mary the mother of james and john the sons of zebedee and then we see that jesus was buried and let's go down to um i'm gonna read this too as evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. So I'm going to keep reading. The next day on the Sabbath, 
the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, sir, we remember that the deceiver once said while he was still alive, after three days, I will raise from the dead. Child, you see the hating that's going on. You just witnessed an earthquake. You done just witnessed the veil being torn. You done just witnessed all of that, child, and you still just don't want to see it. I need you to understand Jesus saying, if they hated me, naturally they're going to hate you. Jesus is saying, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If they lied on me, they're going to lie to you. If they, if they mock me, they're going to mock you. When they see you, they see him. I'm going to say it one more time. When these people who are, un- who are under the possession of the enemy, I want to say, when they see you, they see Jesus. And that spirit in them, it, they just can't stand it. What do you, why do you care if they call you names? Why do you care if they talk about you? That's what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to talk about me. You were supposed to see me on the cross. <laughs> you were supposed to see me be mocked. That's what you were supposed to do. Um, So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. See, that's the thing right there. Mm, Child, they don't even understand they were still working for God. It was still make it look impossible. So my God can show you it's possible. Allow people to throw dirt on your name. Let them call you all types of names. Let them do what they need to do. Because when God reveals his glory through you, it's only going to make more sick. It's only going to make these people sick. It's only going to do you good. Let them do it. It says... um. Pilate replied, take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. So you only making it, you only making this resurrection even more powerful. Because now not only are you showing me that my God was risen, you showing that it was no human effort in stashing the body. So when these people are throwing dirt on your name, they're only making it be like, Dad, well, it's nothing but God in her life because I see the resurrection. There's no denying that I, when she walk in, I smell heaven. <laughs> when she walk in the room, I see the glow on her face, child. I see the glory. I see the awe. When she walk away, she just leave a trail of awe behind her. Whew, and I know it can. I know by human efforts, it, it, nobody did it. Child, they're going to be like, but remember she was on the cross? Yeah, I followed her on the cross, but and I, I even seen the tomb she was in. But now look at her. She has resurrected. Mm, child, let me understand. I need you to understand. These people are supposed to be doing what they are doing. These agents, are, these demonic agents is supposed to be doing what they're doing. They're they getting you to glory. Child, embrace it. Embrace your cross. 
Know that you got a promise from God and don't shrink back. Don't doubt it. Don't be like, oh my God, well, all this is going wrong. Maybe I ain't doing the right thing. Maybe, maybe I should just stop right here. No, you keep carrying that cross. You keep doing what God told you to do. You make your way up to there so they can, um, they can crucify you. You do what you got to do. Because the glory of God will be revealed in this crucifixion. When you put to death all the things that is lurking within you and around you, when you truly put it to death, God will bring so much glory into your life. So the next evening, Mary and Mary had went out. And it says, suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said what happened, child, just like he said it was. Just like he said it was going to happen, it's going to happen. He's saying you are being risen. He said in this season you will rise. He said you are going to rise, child. And when they come to look for you, they're not going to be able to find you. All they're going to be able to, to do is pray. <laughs> pray. That's all they're going to be able to do is pray. Because what God is going to reveal to them is his glory through you. People are going to go back to that place that they last saw you and you're not going to be there. They thought you were never going to amount to nothing. They thought that you was never going to, to get your business off the ground. They ain't never thought that you was going to be married. They ain't never thought you was going to get about them streets. They ain't never thought that you was going to get your finances in order. They ain't never thought you was going to stop being homeless. They ain't never thought you was going to stop getting off them drugs. They ain't never thought that. So they went back to that place that they once knew you at. That dead place. They went to the grave to go find you only to see that she has risen. <laughs> she has risen, child. And it says, um, come and come. See where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. See, the people, listen, and when these people come looking for you, they don't find you. And, it's, and, then, and then they get word, they get wind to, oh, she over there. They going to come and check you out because they want to see it. They like, mm -mm, ain't no way. She done gave her life to the Lord. She done got off them drugs. She done got off them streets. I, I'm about to go look. And you're going to bring God so much glory. Because when they see you in this glory, child, they're going to want to know where they can get some, them some air. Because the grave was necessary. They needed to see you in the grave so then when they see you in glory, it, it, it's going to pique their interest. They, a lot of people haven't had an encounter with God. It, they're going to see God in your life. They're going to get a true revelation of what the glory of God means, what a blessed person is. It's not going to be because you have the finances and the businesses and the cars and the houses. No, it's good because they're going to see you have joy. You have peace. 
You have patience. You have understanding. You have wisdom. You're going to be unrecognizable. You're not even going to look like what you used to look like. You're not even going to talk like how you used to talk like. You're going to be a totally different person. And that's what's going to pique their interest. Yeah, they're going to see your things, the things that the Lord had gave you. But they're going to know that she is a woman that's truly blessed. Because they are going to see the God in you. They are going to see the spirit of God in you. Child. It's going to be like how when Moses came off that mountain and they just seen the glory of God on them. They, 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 they was afraid. That's what's going to happen in your life. People are going to be like, yo. You see her? And I'm speaking the truth. Because it's all it's all biblical. After the cross and after the grave, the next thing is the resurrection. And since you've been in this grave, some of you facing, some of you carrying your cross still. You're on your way. You're on your way to, um, what's the place called? I forgot. Oh, Lord, I forgot the place that he got buried. Well, not buried. The place he got hung. Where's it called? Um... What is it? Gothica? I think Gothica. Child. But. So some of you are in. You carry your cross. You're on your way to the grave. Some of you in the grave. And some of you are about to resurrect. From that grave. Okay. Don't despise any. See, every season necessary. The cross is necessary. The grave is necessary. And. The glory is necessary. Don't you try to get to the glory. Endure that cross. Endure that grave. Because them people got to come look for you in that grave, child. They got to come look. They need to see that, that okay, he was buried there. He, they need to see it. So when they when they come back, expecting you there, they, the angel of the Lord going to be like, mm, he ain't there no more. She ain't there no more. She risen. Look, she over there. She, 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 she on tour. <laughs> <laughs> go see she will tour go, go check her instagram you see she in the glory of god you see listen they were supposed to see you in the grave child how could they know that that god has resurrection power if he didn't let you go on that grave child <sighs> so um it says, the woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. So the reporter guards, so you know, the, the guards reported what they stole. And they basically said the lie on them and they paid them off. And, but that's just going to show you that people are going to lie. And I'll read it to you real quick. As the woman on her way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priest what had happened. A meeting with the others was called and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said that they said what they were told their story spread widely among the jews and they still tell it today see that's the thing right there people know the truth and that's what god wants you to know people know the truth when they see you they see me and they just don't want to admit it 
Go about your business. Don't let that, don't let that, don't let that worry you. Don't let that make you have a dark cloud over your head. They see the God and they see that you are my child. They see that you haven't made in my image. You haven't made it my likeliness. They see it. And they still choose not to believe it. They still choose to remain blind. That's not your problem, says the Lord. He said, that's not your problem. The Great Commission, the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, child... A part of this glory is God sending you out and you're being commissioned in this hour. And he's saying, go make disciples of the nations. He's saying, go spread my word. Go tell them all that you've heard, all that you've seen, all that I've revealed to you. He said, go tell them. So when you was in that pit, go tell them what happened in that pit. When you was sold into slavery, go tell them what happened in that slavery. Go bring my name glory. Go show them your scars. Show them your wounds. Child, pull out your, pull out them bank reports when you was in the negatives. He said, pull out that repo letter and show them when you're getting out your new car that's fully paid off. That's for somebody. Show them them papers so they believe it, so they see that I resurrected it. Ooh, child. He said, pull out an eviction notice when you putting that key in that new doorknob or that freshly built house, child. He said, because... You're going to show them I resurrected that. Show people who I am. Mm. He said, I'm sending you out. He said, and show these people who I am. Mm. Show them. I allowed you to endure what you endured because I knew the glory that lied before you. Show them them doctor, them doctor reports when you all, all fit. Show them. Show them them discharge papers. Show them that they, that they prescribed and said that you was mentally ill and I've restored you. Show them that you were in your sound mind. Oh, child. Mm. My God. So I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to let you go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you that you just give us that all that we need, Father God. I thank you that you are just here among us, Lord, and that you are with us, Father God, as your word says to the end of the age, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I honor you, Father God, I praise you for that, Lord, I'm praying for your child receiving this word, Lord, now, I just pray that you strengthen her, Father God, I pray that as your word says, that as she wait upon you, Lord, that she finds this strength that she is looking for, Lord. Even though she feels like she can't make it another step, Father God, I pray that you show her that she will not faint, Father, but that she will walk, Lord. That she will not, she will not faint, Father God. Just show her that. Show her that she will run, Lord, and not be weary, Father God. Show her that she was built for this, Lord. Show her that you have preordained her life in every step that she has taken, Father God. Lord, I just pray that she is content, no matter if it's the carrying her cross, if she's in the season of the grave, 
And Lord, even give her the strength to resurrect, Father God. Give her the wisdom for this glory before her, Father God. Give her the strength as you send her out on this commission, Lord God. And I pray that your will be done, Lord. Pour, pour your oil out, Lord, over her, Lord. Pour that oil, Jesus, that kingdom oil. Not the oil, the oil. Pour that oil out over her forehead. Anoint her as queen for such a time as this, Father God. I pray that you breathe on her, Lord. Breathe on every part of her life, Lord. Breathe on her health. Breathe on her finances. Breathe on her ministry. Breathe on her family, Father God. Breathe on her pain. So you get the glory from it, Lord. And I want to just give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. Take it, Lord, because I don't want it. And it's in your name. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Child, I'm going to let you go. I pray that this word just has blessed you. And it just encourages you to just keep going. Keep your mind set on this glory. Keep your mind set on the privilege of suffering with Christ. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind you. Just keep looking forward to the glory that lies ahead. I said the glory that lies ahead. The, the glory that lies ahead. <laughs> Child, I'm a little tired. So I'm sorry. Just remember weeping may last through the night. I may endure through the night. But joy comes in the morning, child. All of that, all this pain, all this betrayal, all this hurt, all this mockery, all the time you lied on, all of this different stuff has set you up for where God is placing. You are being seated in a heavenly place, child. God is seating you in a heavenly realm, child. Where nothing that any agent of the enemy can say that will be able to hit where you're at. People are going to be talking about you worse than what they were talking about you now. But once you're in glory, your head's going to be too busy swimming to even hear what the haters are saying. Because Jesus is going to be so apparent in your life. The Holy Spirit is going to be so apparent in your life that you don't have time to care about what nobody else is saying to you because it's so much glory around you. Everything you touch is being blessed. Everywhere you lay your feet at is holy ground, child. I want you to know that. So I love you so, 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 so much. But most importantly... Jesus loves you. Bye.